0: podcast we're back baby yeah is damn right I, we're back i am the samoan sex machine dan hummer Ooh. and I, even though i'm not samoan i just want to put that out there uh but <laughs> uh i'm here with my uh big brother dougie <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> and we're with uh e nasty himself the the master of handsome how are you eric With uh, how are you guys we're doing good. Yes, you, guys.
1: I'm a master of hand
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. You never know. But uh, we're all here. It's been a good, uh, well, it's been a weird two weeks. We've all had some personal stuff. We're back. Uh, and we're here to entertain the folk, the public, right, well, whoever I mean, the fucking chooses to listen to our dumb ass.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to try to entertain.
0: We'll do our best. Yeah. But uh, we're here to talk about TNA Genesis 2006. So we're already off to a shitty start. Yeah. Uh, which not, a, like, I didn't think, I thought this had a lot of potential on paper, this card. It, it did yeah. because, and it really
1: turned out to be like a one match card. It was. Now, before we get into that, uh, I, there's another. I disagree. I
0: thought it was a two match card. He thought it was a two match card.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: we'll get into that later, but uh, go ahead, Doug. Let's, do the, let's hear from the Team Challenge Series. Okay. So round three
1: of the Team cha- or no, round two of the Team Challenge Series. I don't know why I'm skipping a number here. Uh, round two of the Team Challenge Series concluded uh, this morning. Um, and here were the round two results. Oliver Humperdinck beat Colonel Parker, 69-45. to 45. Daniel, you are Oliver, well, you were Oliver Humperdinck. W. Jim Cornette defeated Bill Alfonso, 78-10. to 10. That means I went over Clintus. W. And by the way, Colonel Parker was me, by the way, so you beat me. Miss Elizabeth beat J.J. Dillon, 108-8. to 8, So, Eric beat Clintus.
0: 108?
1: And, yes. To eight. Yeah. Eric That's
0: beat not that, eh? beat me. Well, Eric dominated
1: Clement. Yeah. Well, Clement also really did not give a sh- give two fucking shits about this series. Like he was about as interested as you are when certain family members call you. Right. Uh, but uh, anyway, then Bobby the Brain Heenan beat Luna Vachon 74 to six. Eric beat me. Paul Bear beat Sable sixty eight to sixty. Daniel beat Clinth. So Clinth actually has no more teams left in this thing. Well, which I really don't think is gonna bother no,
0: him. No, he was the least excited about it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, then Slick defeated Missy Hyatt, so Daniel defeated Eric uh ninety two to thirty. Daniel also defeated Eric when Akbar defeated Paul Heyman fifty four to twenty six. And then the last one, I, I, I did a little damage to the juggernaut named Daniel when Sensational Sherry beat Jimmy Hart 74 to 64.
0: You rigged that shit, man. Uh,
1: so now round three. Now, I'm not going to go through all the round three matches right now because I have to do some math in my head. Yeah. And I don't know if we have that kind of time. But, Eric, you get the pick. Miss Elizabeth had 108 points. That makes her the top seed for round three. Who do you want?
2: Uh, your Sherry.
1: Opponent? Huh? Sherry. Of course you're going to fucking go against me. Uh, I mean, which is fine. I'll be glad to kick your ass. <laughs> Maybe.
2: Uh, I'm not going to talk trash. You can talk all your trash you want. I'm going
1: yeah. to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. I just find just it funny it how you're going to make sure that Daniel goes up against himself.
2: in one of the matches. I was uh, I, I just shooting another girl. Girl versus girl. That's one.
1: Yeah. Uh, but, uh, all right. So that actually means, Daniel. That, like, because we're going to do it, like, lowest After this, we're doing lowest seed versus highest seed. That means Slick is actually the number two seed because you got 92 points. Yeah. And that means that your next opponent is actually you.
0: I got to kick my own ass? Yeah, it's Slick versus Axe bar. It's going to be a hard one.
1: Uh, I
0: hope Slick wins.
1: I think, well cuz your slick team is Batista APA Cactus Jack and Junkyard Dog and your Akbar team is Harley Race, Chris Adams, the Road Warriors and uh George Animal Steel.
0: I picked some good ones.
1: Yeah. So that's going to be that's going to be tough.
0: That's going to be a war. Yeah. Only one can win.
1: And then let's see. And then uh oh yeah. Then Cornette would be the number three seed, which is going to be me. Yes. Uh, you corny. Well, it's more ways than one. And then let's see. Do I have to face you? Uh, yep, it's going to be Tim Cornette versus Paul Bear. Right there. And
0: then
1: last but not least, Bobby Heenan, if I can learn how to spell, uh, will be taking on, uh, oh, yeah, Bobby Heenan and Tank. Uh, so your four third round debt, it was actually easier than I thought. Your four first round match, third round matches are going to be: Bobby uh, Miss Elizabeth versus uh, Sensational Sherry, uh, Slick versus Akbar, Jim Cornette versus Paul Bear, and Bobby Heenan versus Oliver Humperdinck.
0: Let's go. So
1: that's going to be. That's going to be interesting. Elizabeth and Sherry will start tomorrow. So, yeah, Daniel, because uh, Eric picked me for the uh, for the third round, that means you actually do have to have – you will be eliminating yourself at some point. You son of a bitch, Eric. That's a good way to play the game, though. Yeah. Sorry. That's
0: actually, sorry.
1: That's actually all right. Like, if I – good strategy. Yeah, it's good strategy. I mean, if I wanted to, I could have set the rule earlier. Not that he actually would have listened, but I could have set the rule earlier that he had to pick one of your teams. But uh, I didn't because it's just like, all right, well, let's see if he uh, let's see if he picks one of your teams or if he picks one of mine. Uh, And it's it's good strategy because you're going to end up having, you're probably going to end up going against yourself anyway. Cause you have four teams in this thing.
0: Yeah. It's going to happen at some point.
1: Yeah. So I might as well be here. Yeah. And it was his decision. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> which, you know, I still do You know, with it's his decision, which I still <laughs> am afraid every time he gets a decision.
0: Oh, Oh, yeah. <laughs> he didn't mean that shit. All right. Uh, You ready to go? All right, but
1: yeah, that concludes that. So that'll start getting posted tomorrow.
0: Cool. Team Challenge Series is running rampant. Check it out in Wrestling Through the Years, our Facebook group.
1: Exactly. And remember, whoever, whichever one of us has a surviving team that wins this thing, we get control of the show for a month.
0: A whole month? A A whole whole month.
1: month. So four weeks in a row, whoever wins gets to pick it. So if I win... then it's just business is normal and nobody can and nobody can say anything and you know what happened and you know how scary it is when blithering idiots get control hey yeah (laughs)
0: hey
1: well I said it was all three of us I have some ideas in my head huh I don't think they're I have some ideas
2: in my head if I win
1: well then you know, if you win, which you actually do have a good shot, I mean, Miss Elizabeth is probably your best team, although I'm hoping more as many people that preferred Finn Balor over Hulk Hogan prefer Finn Balor over Macho Man Randy Savage, but I'm not holding my breath. But I'm uh I chose Randy. He's
2: yeah. One of the more
1: popular All right. Exactly. All
0: right. Let's get Let's into that. Yeah. TNA Genesis two thousand six. Uh company's hot. <laughs> well it's doing alright. Uh this is kind of their their peak. Where they're, well they're getting into their peak. I'd say like two thousand eight. But uh this is like the good shit, or at least it's supposed to be. Yeah. They had a pretty good roster, they had the X division, the knockouts were a thing yet. But they had some alright tag teams. Kurt Angle just came in. The big program here is that Kurt Angle is coming in to fight Samoa Joe and Samoa Joe is undefeated and that's the main event. And it's one of those deals where the world title is the co-main and, uh, this gets the headline because it's such a big deal. Kurt coming in to face his undefeated Samoa Joe. And, uh, but the main event that does live up to that. We'll get into it. But, uh, Abyss and Sting, that's the world title match. Sting is the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. A prestigious belt, right, Doug?
1: Yeah. A prestigious belt that up at that point had 101 years of lineage. Yes. Because it started in 1905.
0: Didn't mean too much at the time, as of right now, just like. But no offense to Billy Corgan. Yeah. NWA is kind of a dead brand, though.
1: It, it is. uh, But even so, like back in those days, like with TNA, like TNA was trying to revive like the NWA brand. That's why it's one of the reasons why TNA was, you know, getting like the TV deals and all that. And they had to because they were associated still with the NWA, even though the NWA really was not necessarily a fan of all the shit they were doing.
0: Yeah.
1: So, uh, and what's actually funny the news broke today uh and Ende- endeavor uh endeavor streaming you know endeavor is the company that owns WWE and UFC yeah endeavor streaming is teaming up with TNA to rebrand TNA plus
0: and really they,
1: yeah TNA plus the streaming service debuts on January 5th
0: well i hope they still keep the pay-per-views on youtube so we can keep doing this shit
1: i hope so because uh, i mean i hope so too I got a bad... I mean, if it's only like 10 bucks a month, I could pay for it. Fuck that. No offense to TNA, but... It's not worth it for TNA. Yeah. Even 10
2: bucks a month. It's fun to watch every now and then, but... Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I prefer them on YouTube, too, because it's just... That's our aunt, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah sorry. Unofficial <laughs> member of the show. Uh, No, yeah, it. It's a waste of fucking care. I wouldn't get an AEW one either. Fuck that. Yeah. No offense, Eric. No, I don't care. Yeah. When they were talking about it going on Max, though, I was excited.
1: Yeah, which I, I think still might yeah. actually be a thing. That'd be cool. But we'll, uh, we'll see. That
0: would be yeah, cool. I, It's.
1: But TMA, back back in that period in time, because you had so much stuff that was kind of developing. You know, you had Rhino that went over there. You know, Team 3D, you know, the Dudley Boys, they went over there. Kurt Angle was their big signing. Christian was over there. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Sting, who's a legend.
0: was a big deal. Already
1: at that point. So they had names, and they would... You know, 2007, 2008, they would start getting more names.
0: Uh, they had some people. And, uh, you know, of course, AJ's kind of the face. And, and to me, this is, like, why AJ's so good is that he can be anywhere on the card and, and be a good match. Even though we'll get into his match later. But uh, let's let's start off here. You ready? Mm-hmm. The Voodoo Kin Mafia, which yeah. is the New Age Outlaws and TNA. Yeah. Uh, BG James and Kip James, which is Road Dogg and Billy Gunn, they beat the hell out of Kazarian, Maverick, Matt, and Johnny Devine. Which out of all those guys, thank God for Kazarian.
1: Yeah, and by the way, they were they were getting ready to be rebranded as a group called Serotonin, which we found out. I'm serious, like that, that that's a that was a thing. <laughs> It was they were uh, it was a group that we found out it was going to be led by Raven.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool.
1: Because Raven came out uh, and uh, or after the Voodoo Kin Mafia beat the crap out of those three, Raven came out and beat the shit out of Johnny Divine with a. Uh, with a kendo stick. With a kendo? With the with kendo. kendo. Yeah.
0: There you
1: go. And okay. uh, it was funny because like this was... This group was basically just something for Raven to do.
0: Yeah. And you know, I like Kazarian. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Divine, you know. Eh, 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 pretty trash. Yeah. I mean, he was all right. In the, but like this match was kind of sloppy. You know, for three minutes it it was nice and quick. It was a good opener and it got it got the crowd going and it gets you because, you know, even though they're kinda they're getting old at this point, uh Road Dogg and Billy can still go. Right, Especially like Billy. And they can still yeah. entertain the crowd at
1: least. Yeah. I mean
0: fucking Billy can still go now. Which is nuts. But yeah, those guys were very uh they were good at getting the crowd going and that kinda that being into it kinda made this an exciting opener. But uh, the wrestling is, and it wasn't anything to write home about at all.
1: Yeah, not really. Uh, And then, like, with, them getting a the win, and then afterwards, when uh Raven came out, and it's just like, it, Don and Mike were just like, oh, this is, you know, the Redeemer.
0: Yeah. Raven
1: must, because they talked about a Redeemer, and it was Raven. Yes. And he just kind of saunters down to the ring, you know, kind of struts down to the ring with his kendo stick. And it's just, and Raven, he was on my list a couple of weeks ago as like one of my you know top 10 favorite TNA wrestlers. Because even though like his run started to suck here.
0: Yeah.
1: I still was a Raven fan. Yeah, me too. Uh, But, like, after he did the stuff where he was, you know, feuding with Larry Zabisco...
0: That shit was stupid. And when he brought in fucking uh, Eric Watts. Yeah. Terrible. That was before this, but...
1: Yeah. But he... uh, But, yeah, this was pretty much just something for him to do. And, you know, those three guys were kind of floundering in the X Division. And, you know, they took... Tracy Brooks, away from Maverick Matt and Kazarian.
0: Well, yeah, because the whole Michael Shane shit didn't work either. Yeah. uh, When it's like it was obvious what he was trying to do.
1: Yeah, because he was trying to be Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Because he was billed as Shawn Michaels' cousin. Mm -hmm. So after, like, they realized it wasn't working, they're just like, fuck it, we're gonna uh, just call him by his real name. And then uh, they took Tracy, like I said, they took Tracy Brooks away from the two of them. And uh, it's just, you know, like I said, they were just floundering. And Johnny Devine came out of Team Canada. Uh, So this was basically just something, because TNA, and I'll give TNA credit. Even though they only had like an hour's worth of like programming every week, you know, at that point. Yeah. But, like, every week, like, they would... Every week, they would feature somebody different. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, Raw and SmackDown, they always featured the same guys. But every week, like, one week, your main event would be fucking uh, Abyss and AJ. The next week, your main event would be, you know, Samoa Joe and... uh, Samoa Joe and Christian or whatever the fuck. Yeah. So...
0: It was different. Yeah.
1: They differed every week. Cause they always made sure to kind of progress the story a little bit. Uh, and in TNA, they made sure, just like the WWF did in the Attitude Era, they always made sure that everybody on the roster had something to do. Yeah, it, It's better than like, because half the guys on like WWE's roster now, like a lot of those guys are floundering. Oh yeah. Because they have nothing, because it's just like... You're featuring the same people every week.
0: It's hard, yeah, but then you get AEW and then you forget about guys. Yeah. So it's you need a good balance of that. It's hard. It's really hard because like the idea of putting somebody out there every week and then that builds their star. You're used to seeing them. You kind of grow with them. You want to see their journey. That that does get people invested, but also you know uh, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. Too. And uh, yep. When you have different shit going on every week, that can be good, too. But I think it's just finding that balance. I think every other week to showcase guys is a good idea. But it's hard, especially if you're doing a pay-per-view every month or something. You're trying to build up this dude in a month or this story in a month.
1: Yeah. and You need
0: to show them every week.
1: Yeah. And especially when you only have, like, one show and one hour programming. Yeah. Because they really didn't have Explosion that much anymore. No. I mean, it it was starting to kind of become like an internet series, but it would be like one match, and and then that's it. And then they'd recap half the stuff that happened on Impact.
0: Right. But that was basically just for international markets. There was nothing to write home about. Yeah. You did get some good matches on those, just like Velocity and shit. Because those secondary shows, just like WWE Pro and Heat, Shotgun, all that shit, you can find good wrestling on all of that.
1: Oh yeah, exactly. you love that shit. Yeah,
0: you oh. love the shit that nobody else watches.
1: Yeah, it's because like you go through and there's this channel that I that I follow on YouTube called Monsoon Classic, and they uh, sometimes like they upload matches from like you know 1999 shotgun Saturday night or 1999 metal or, you know, 2000 heat or something like that, or 2001 heat or whatever. Uh, or like the early nineties, like pro and all that. And it's just like these like squash, man, not squash matches, but like their main, their main event type matches. Yeah. You know, they're only like five or six minutes long, but it's like, you are kind of telling a story because occasionally you are going to get one of the big stars that'll work that show.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, exactly.
1: it's just you know, occasionally, you know, back when Sunday Night Heat was, it was their secondary, or it, Sunday Night Heat kind of became the third string show because they added SmackDown. You know, and, and you were not seeing Triple H on Heat, like, at all. But occasion, but every once in a blue moon, like, there was an episode of Heat where he worked a non-title match against Hardcore Holly. Or, you know, when he worked a, a heat match, when they first went to MTV, they were looking to get, like, the big viewership. So they had him main event against Perry Satter. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the last time he went, he did a heat match, it was uh, against Maven. So it was just, like, occasionally the big stars will work the show Especially like if the show is like kind of struggling and it's just like a, they need to pick me up,
0: yeah this match was a throwaway, but it was an all right opener i We have reviewed worse openers on this show, yeah, you yes. know this yes. isn't a bad opener. I like some of the uh some of the crowd work that uh, road dog was doing, and he had a couple a couple of good elbows in there, but I, overall, if we're going out a ten. I'd probably give this a three point five.
1: I'd say four.
2: I give it a three. All
0: right. You you ready to move on? Yeah. All right. We have one of the best tag teams you've never heard of: the Naturals, with Andy Douglas and Chase Stevens, uh, with Shane Douglas in their counter or in their corner. Yeah. And they're going against Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal with Jerry Lynn in their corner. The Naturals The win. funny thing is...
2: Oh, oh. Go ahead. I thought I'd actually the Young Bucks at first.
0: Uh-huh. Well, no, Okay, we're, are
2: these the, the Young Bucks? and everybody? No, it is not Young Bucks. They're
0: much better than the Young Bucks. I mean, they look like them. Look at them. Holy shit.
1: They actually do. Yeah.
0: The Naturals.
1: Uh, what was funny about this man... I'm a I think a lot of people thought that this match was going to be the Naturals versus Team 3D. Yeah, but then Team I think uh, either Bubba or, uh, or Brother Ray or Devon suffered uh, an injury in a tables match like a couple days before, so they're like, all right, well, we'll just we'll put Sanjay and Jay in there because they are kind of a team, and they were a decent team. Yeah, so and they're
2: still a team today.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Although they both they basically both look like Shaquille O'Neal's testicles. Yeah,
0: it's just crazy because the Naturals were. And by the way, Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal still in the business today because yeah they stood the test of time. Sanjay Dutt to me has always been an underrated in ring worker, and he was. Yes. Really good back in the day. He's just one of those guys that he's so small, it's hard to market. But in the X Division, and I don't mean that in a mean way, but in in the X Division, he shined. And he can do a lot of cool shit. And Jay Lethal just has this charisma about him. There's just something about Jay Lethal. He's got this, you know, this shining light, this charisma that, even if he's not doing the Macho Man shit, he just makes you want to watch him a little bit. He's not my favorite wrestler, and I don't think he's... He's good in the ring, but he's not my favorite, but he does have this charisma to him. Uh, Those two lose to the Naturals, who... TNA, I feel like, really wanted them to be, like, the best tag
1: team. Well, up at that point, they had already held the NWA tag titles twice. Yeah. Because they were... So they had come in, they had feuded with AMW... And there was a uh, a point where, like, they were doing all th- these matches with AMW, and then they started working with Christopher Daniels and Alex Elix Skipper. And then they kind of, the Naturals kind of got uh, pushed to the side a little bit. Yeah. Well, you know, Vince Russo and Jeff Jarrett and all of them are just like, but, you know, we see talent with them. So then they put them with Chris Candido. Well, then Chris Candido, unfortunately, passed away.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? So then they were trying something else. So they got a hold of Jimmy Hart. And Jimmy Hart came in and managed him for like a month or two. Right. But then Hulk Hogan realized that, you know, he was going to be working more for the WWF. He said to Jimmy Hart, you know, Jimmy, you're supposed to be watching my balls, brother. Get over here. Uh, so Jimmy ended up abandoning shit. Yeah. And then, you know, they lose the NWA tag titles to AMW again. And I think it was Andy Douglas ended up almost breaking his neck. Or actually broke his neck. So he was out for a little bit. And then they were putting them together. Or they put them back together. And then, you know, Shane Douglas got tired of being a backstage interviewer. Uh, So he's just like, you know, I want to do something. And Chris Candido was a good friend of his. So he's like, all right, I'll manage the Naturals. And it just, it wasn't working because they really, those two guys did not really have like that killer instinct. No. And they didn't have, like they had the talent, but it's just like, I don't think they really had the charisma. That like, they needed to get over. I mean, they were great
0: athletes great
1: athletes but it was just there's just something just wasn't clicking something
0: was missing for sure and and that's been like the reasoning to why they gave up on them was they said that they've like tried with them multiple times and the the guys just aren't entertaining there's no charisma there which I didn't it's not that I I didn't think that they lack charisma I thought there was just something like it felt like they were not saying that they weren't great well, they weren't great, but not saying that they were terrible in the ring, but it felt like Sanjay and Jay Lethal were having to slow down to work with them. Yeah. And uh, even though they're athletic guys, and it, like, they botched the finish. Yeah.
1: and, and They kicked
0: the dude in the ass,
1: his he, own team. Yeah, he kicked didn't? his partner in the ass when he was supposed to fucking kick, I think it was Sanjay, right? It was
0: Sanjay, yeah. yeah. But like,
1: and again, a lot of the stuff, because they tried a lot of things, and it's not like these things weren't working. All right, they didn't plan on Chris Candido passing away from a blood clot. No, from about from a botched surgery. No, they should have planned on Hulk Hogan being a selfish piece of shit because that's been going on for the last, you know, fifty fucking years or however long this asshole's been in the business. It was thirty at that point, so they should have planned
0: on that. But that,
1: but and then Shane Douglas just sucks.
0: Yeah, Shane so Douglas is the wrong. Way he to go.
1: wasn't gonna help. No. He was going to help kill their
0: careers, but he wasn't going to help, you know, them flourish. Yeah. He, he was, he definitely, and his little promo backstage was stupid too. Yeah. It's just, I didn't, yeah, I don't see, I I can see why they gave up on them. Yeah. I can see why, by, by this performance at least, and not to talk like complete shit, and I'm not super, super familiar. I remember watching them in the old days, but. And I'm sure they probably had a good match or two with AMW. Yeah. But with what we go on to see later on, you know, we see a good tag team match later, or at least an all right one. Yeah. A shitty finish, but an all right tag team match. Uh, this one's not that good. So I'm just going to have to give this a four.
1: I'm actually going to uh, go. I'm going to go with your and I'm going to say three and a half. Okay. Uh but and again, I nothing against words. nothing against Andy and Chase, and really nothing against Jay and Sanjay because
0: they no. did a hell of a job. I don't think they did anything wrong. Uh,
1: they kind
0: of made the match watchable for me.
1: And what was funny was that you talk about that backstage promo. If you look at JB's face, JB is looking at Shane Douglas, being like, "Oh my god, what are you gonna shut the fuck up?" Dude? Yeah, it's like yeah. you need to shut the fuck up. He goes because in essence, really, JB was doing Shane Douglas's job. Because JB was supposed to be out there doing the fucking ring announcing. He was the ring announcer. Yeah. All right. But then because, you know, back in the day, it started off as like, you know, Scott Hudson got fired. So he had to, you know, kind of take over for Scott Hudson. But then they brought Shane Douglas in. They're like, you're going to be the interviewer. But then of Shane Douglas is just like, well, I, I really don't like interviewing. I'd rather be out on camera. So they took JB back of and they're just like you know we're gonna have uh so they dug david penzer out of nowhere
0: yeah
1: all right who hadn't been in the spotlight for like five years you know after wcw landed
0: right
1: and then that that's actually one of the reasons why they brought christy hemmy in because they figured she could interview
0: yeah or at least hold the microphone yeah yeah yeah
1: and she did a hell of a job once she was given the opportunity once she had to retire to, uh from wrestling she did a really good job.
0: Didn't she become like just a ring announcer, though, pretty much?
1: After, after a while, yeah, because they realized that JB was the only one that could really do the – that could handle doing the interviews. So, they, it, Christy's like, I'm, I'll do the ring announcer. I don't care.
0: Yeah. I thought she was good at that, too. Yeah. Yeah, I always liked Christy Hemme.
1: Yeah, she was
0: – uh she
1: was really good. She might not have been the best wrestler. No. But you could find other stuff for her to do.
0: Yeah, and she had spunk and charisma. She would do whatever. Yeah. Besides w- being a she good worker, work, she herself. could do anything else. Yeah, exactly. She's one of those. So, uh, yeah, this match was kind of she mediocre. Can't. Let's go on to some good wrestling now. Uh, Christopher Daniels, the Fallen Angel, the TNA Division Champion, going against little Chris Saban, who surprising one in this one, Chris Sabin's the heel and Daniels is the baby face, which you don't expect <laughs> It does get some push. Uh, but what did you think of this match, Eric? What?
2: I thought this was an, uh, one of the underrated matches of, on the card. Uh, Christopher Daniels has always been a great wrestler in the ring. Especially the young Christopher Daniels. And he's probably one of the best division wrestlers in a history, I I did I did enjoy this match. I thought I should have been given more time too.
0: I agree. Yeah, well, it only went, and that's the thing. Nothing on this card was that long. You didn't have a match go over fifteen. Yeah, yeah and it was just. I think it was more the
1: fact that. They were trying to make sure everything had like a little bit of time or they could fit everything on the card. Yeah, but you can, give,
0: you can give Joe and Angle a half hour. Especially it's Joe's undefeated streak for God's sakes.
1: Well now everything has to get a fucking half hour. Yeah. That's why there's only five matches on WWE's premium live events for Christ's sake.
0: Yeah, or they gotta do three
1: days. Yeah, uh,
0: Yeah, everything is long now.
1: But like with here, and they were kind of telling the story of Chris Saban being like, you know, he's a young punk kid. It's, and I think at this point, he's like 24 years old. Uh, And he has yeah. no respect for the X Division. He has no respect for the Pioneers. They were really building towards something with him and Jerry Lynn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and what happened
2: Adrian, that? Unrated,
1: too. Yeah. Yes, he is. I I think, you know, Jerry Lynn, because Jerry Lynn did not want to win the X Division title. Because Jerry Lynn's just like, like it should not go to me. It should go to the younger guys. So he Jerry Lynn technically came out of retirement.
0: Always felt selfless.
1: Yeah. Jerry Lynn came out of retirement yes. to help get Chris Saban over.
0: That's fire. And yep. then he
1: and then he actually, uh, he was actually like one of the first opponents for the uh, for the machine guns when uh, Chris Saban and Alex Shelley joined up. Really? Yeah, Jerry Lynn and his partner Bob Backlund.
0: It's crazy to me that that's like the best tag team in this whole. Jerry Lynn and Bob Backlund? Yeah. Bob Backlund, he's an old guy. Yeah. You? No, the Motor City Machine Guns, you tit. <laughs> excuse me? I was talking to him. I called him a tit. you were talking to me. No, because he fucking said to Bob Backlund that, that that was the team I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> excuse me? Now you got Sharon pissed at me. No, the Motor City Machine Guns end up being one of the best tag teams in TNA history. Before that, yeah. you got Chris Sabin here in a title match doing good, and then you have Shelly later on in the paparazzi.
1: Yeah, paparazzi but, uh, productions.
0: This match was Led good. And by Kevin and Nash. Th- yes. This match was good. The, these two guys killed it. Uh, I like Jerry Lynn coming in and then saying shake his fucking hand after, quit being a pussy. I I the finish was ass to me. Great match, great work, yeah. uh some really good like like it wasn't slow, it was very high pace but not too like it wasn't very flippy. Right. Uh but or it wasn't too flippy. But The whole roll-up thing, you roll him up, he kicks out, then you do a backslide or some shit, and you you win. Uh, Oh, the three-quarter
1: Nelson pin.
0: Yeah, that shit was stupid, man. I didn't like that finish, but uh, teach the wrong. I give this thing a six out of ten. This is the best thing we see so far on the card. Yeah, I would would agree with six.
1: I give it a seven.
0: A seven? Yeah, I enjoyed the match. He loved it. He loved it. All right. Let's move
2: on. We got
0: Ron Young Chris Saban is. Yeah. Young Chris Saban's the man. All right. We got uh, Lance Archer. Oh, yeah. Lance Hoyt. And Ron Killens, our truth. Who used What's Up around this time, which is nuts to me. Well, he, I know. He came out I with like, a single in I... early in 2006. That's nuts. And he's still fucking milking that joint. Yeah. Uh and many other joints. I truth is
1: one of the underrated wrestlers.
0: He's top three funniest ever do it. Him, Santino yes. Morella, and uh, who else from this era? Um, Who's another comedic wrestler? I'd say like Colt Cabana for independent shit.
1: But, yeah. Uh, as far, Eric Young. E. Nasty? Yep. Eric Young because... Around this time, he was a comedy guy.
0: Oh, he was comedy for a long time. I agree. Uh, but those two are facing the paparazzi with Austin Starr with two Rs, better known as Austin Aries, and Alex Shelley hey, with, like, it. Kevin meant, or I called Eric Kevin for a second. Yeah. With uh, what Eric mentioned earlier, Kevin Nash by their side, which this one felt a little better than Shane Douglas with the Naturals. I kind of like Kevin Nash just fucking. Yeah milking that check, just hanging out with the little guy. <laughs> yeah, whether he's just like I'm one of the X
1: Division pioneers because in the X Division you didn't have weight limits, so Kevin Nash could could challenge if he wanted to for the X Division title. Yeah, and it was just, it was just funny to me. And by the way, like everybody talks about Ron Killings, you know, our truth being a uh, comedy guy, he was a former NWA champion. Yeah. Yeah, so he was. He's
0: challenged for the WWE title. Yeah. Capital punishment. Yeah,
1: and but like, you know, this whole thing here is stupid. You know, in the match, you know, because Lance Hoyt was nowhere near like what he could be, yeah, and what he what he what, what he is in Japan. Because even in the states, like his AEW stuff is shit.
0: <laughs>
1: like yeah. in Japan, he is at his best. Yeah, and fucking in. You know AEW, he can't do a goddamn thing. No, he's not booked
0: very well either. No. Uh, Nobody is though, really. Yeah, not I mean, a guy you, you put him with Jake the Snake Roberts,
1: who is looking really, really old, and looks like at any time he could drop. Because, and I'm, and, well, I'm being serious. Because one, he's got fucking emphysema. Yeah. So, but he has to leave his oxygen tank in the back because it doesn't look right if he takes it out to the ring with him.
0: Well, no shit.
1: But, like, and so, like, he is it really is in no shape to be out there. But it's like, oh, you got to get Lance over. You got to get Lance over. It's like, you're not going to get him over.
0: I mean, it was a good combination at first, and I didn't mind it, but the match with Cody kind of blew. Yeah. And Cody was fucking killing it at that point. And that match kind of blew. Uh, Remember when he was uh, poor, Brandy being defiled with that snake. Yeah. Uh, But uh, no, I I I didn't mind the pairing at first. But yes, he is the best. He is at his best in Japan. I would agree. Uh, Here is Lance Hoyt, not so hot. Uh, Ron Killings was athletic and young and fun at the time. He was good. Ron Killings could fly around the ring and make a good match. And uh, Austin Starr and Alex Shelley, you know you know who they are. You know how they do. They always had the talent. Yeah. And
1: it was funny. Like, Kevin Nash and Austin Aries, Austin Starr, being put together. When you have two big egos like that yeah. kind of being, you know, together, it's just like – because Austin Aries, even at this point, as young as he is and, you know, still to this day, he was a pain in the ass.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Like, they could not – There's a reason why he's worked for Impact about four or five different times and got fired each fucking time. Yeah. Because they could not fucking stand working for him.
0: They hated him. He was a pain in the ass. They fucking hated him. I don't blame him. I hate him. He didn't put my boy John over. Oh, he's a dick. (laughs) Not not (laughs) Morrison. Aries. Yeah, but he is a good wrestler. Oh um, yeah. This match was mediocre at best. Uh, it was just kind of that shit like this is what made me not like this pay-per-view very much. Yeah. it just seemed like filler. It seemed like filler and you gave Kevin Nash and them like a big set. Like I said I didn't mind it as much as the Shane Douglas stuff, but I wasn't like thoroughly entertained by it either. Uh I to me I give this whole thing a 5. I think it was very Yeah, I I agree with that. Very filler. Yeah, I give it there a four. Was, okay, there was too much filler on this thing, and the things, because th- these last four, because we get a bunch of filler right here, a bunch of bullshit, and then these last four are supposed to carry this thing, right? Yeah. Uh, only one of them's that great to me. Uh, I know Eric has a different opinion. He said it's a two-match card. I will. I'm interested to see what the the second one is. The next one is the longest match on this card at 15 minutes and 50 seconds, and that's Christian against AJ. Uh, to me, but even – I love both these guys. I get it. It's the first time they're they're facing each other. Uh, you're working on turning AJ heel uh, and having him turn on Daniels and shit. This was slow to me. This The first, like, eight minutes was just them fucking feeling each other out. And to me, it just wasn't that great of a match. They've had better in TNA. I've seen them have better matches. Oh, yeah, they've had had better. They've had way better matches. To me, this was just – this should have, like, maybe been match of the night. And to me, it was, like, what we just saw. It was more filler. I can only give this a six. It can't go higher. It did get good, and it picked up towards the end. And I like the story with Daniels kind of screw it. I I like it. But – yeah. It, it can only go so far. But then
1: like Rhino, getting it, but then they overkilled it when Rhino, because
0: it basically took yeah. over
1: instead of Christopher Daniels and the AJ feuding, it was, you know, Rhino kind of taking over and then AJ looking at Rhino and be like, you know what, Dr. Phil, if I want to get in my in, in my business, I'll give you a call. And it'd be like, all right. Somebody slapped him. First of all, AJ to me seemed like the perfect heel at that time because he had the spiked up hair with the douchey haircut and all that. Yeah. And it's just like slap him in the fucking face.
0: And it's like, didn't we just see this with uh, Saban and Jerry Lynn? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you don't need to see this again. Shake his fucking hand. Yeah. We just had an and- old grizzled veteran like, show him respect. Yeah. <laughs> and, then fucking, and then the guy's like, fuck you. And, yeah. like, and we just did it. Like, we just did this. Yeah,
1: we just did it, and the heel got over. So this time, what they should have done is when AJ goes to leave, Daniels grabs him, throws him back in the ring, and then Rhino cuts him in half with a fucking gore. That's what should have happened. Yeah. Like, you don't need the same <laughs> scenario to play out the same way two times in one night. Somebody should have got the shit beat out of him.
0: Especially because, like, what the fuck are you doing here, Rhino? Rhino looked like just some fan coming in. And I like Rhino. I'm a big fan of the gore and stuff. But him in, like, street clothes just coming in, he seemed like someone that arrived in the building with us. Yeah. And he just fucking, like, why? He's like, hey, guys, figure it out. (laughs) Like, you guys are boys. Yeah, and when he's just like, I'll
1: handle this. And Jay Lethal and Sanjay are just like, why the fuck are you in here? Yeah. Like, you take poops bigger than us. Like, you don't need to be... This is exhibition business. Get the
0: fuck out. Exactly. <laughs> this is Extivision business. division uh, business. I'm fine. And AJ with Christian, to me, worked in Tomco. I liked all that shit when they started doing the When they
1: started doing the coalition, yeah. Yeah,
0: I, I liked uh, heel AJ. I've always liked heel AJ. But uh, th- this just didn't work that much for me. I, I'd have to even drop my 6 to a 5-5. Five five.
1: I'm gonna say 5. Uh, I'll give it a Five. All right
0: the fuck are you eating All right let's go to the Tag team title match We have LAX the original OG good version Homicide and Hernandez going Against America's Most Wanted The Boys Chris Harris and James Storm with Gail Kim
1: Yeah
0: and, and
1: unfortunately Homicide and Hernandez Has some piece of shit named Conan With them.
0: oh god
1: I swear, this is when Conan started being, like, uh, started being unbearable. Because it's just like, and, you know, I was telling you the other night, they couldn't hit him because he was going through, like, all his kidney problems. and So, yeah. like, he was untouchable. And it's just like, stay home.
0: It's just, this was the, and this is before Hogan, you yeah. know. This is before Bischoff. This is before, you know oh, it's a bunch of other guys in the company now. There's not enough Home Roads. This is before all that. And it still feels like you have the guys that ruined WCW fucking running them up. You got Shane Douglas, Kevin Nash, Conan. 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 Like, I would have rather had Conan O'Brien. Me too.
1: But, like, with Conan, it's just like, he was just, he was just unbearable here and then like you know talking about oh you know uh, you know we're going to disgrace the flag and nobody can fucking uh and nobody can fucking stop us it's our right
0: and it's like isn't that fucking illegal yeah that's stupid as fuck so like when uh his pro he just he talked for way too long yeah.
1: So, so, like, when Cornette came out, like, towards the end and said, we're going to strip you of the tag team titles, he it shouldn't have been stripping him of the tag team titles. It should have been, okay, you want to disgrace the flag? We're going to fucking have you arrested and deported out of the fucking country.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, they should have Well, first of all, Cornette should have been fucking deported anyway. Uh, like, he just, to me, and I used to get made fun of on that other show I was uh, a part of by the producer of that show because he was a big fan of pieces of shit because he was one himself. <laughs> uh, so, like, he would always be, oh, Conan's the man. and It's like, well, you're both no good fucking human beings, so of course you like him.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but, uh, like, Conan to me just he was just very cringe and very unbearable and it's just like when he left the company kind of because his health issues were really taking over
0: yeah
1: and again like i you know i'm not going to say oh thank god he had health issues because you know you really don't want to wish death on anybody no even though i probably have before numerous uh, times but like with conan like it's just like he needed to just go away because then Homicide and Hernandez, when he went, when Conan went away, Homicide and Hernandez were actually watchable.
0: I agree. Uh, but yeah, the LAX was fucking amazing. They were a great tag team. To me, they're one of the their top four, top three best TNA tag teams of all time. Yeah. But Conan's not a yep. reason for it. It's not because of Conan. It's because Homicide and Hernandez were so no. good, and that, it was. It's because they had that whole uh, big guy, little guy thing. Cause, and I forgot how fucking tiny Homicide was till we watched this. Yeah. Uh, but he was a real he was a small fella. But him and Hernandez beat ass together, and them versus America. This was a fucking badass match, and then you had kind of a fucky finish. Yeah, it, it just it sucked. Like, the finish sucked, and then them doing the
1: whole thing, and then, like, when they... When Cornette came out and said, all right, you want to burn the flag? We're going to strip you of the tag team titles.
0: Oh, and that took too long.
1: And that took too long. and, I and the Corny,
0: but... And, you're right. I do like Corny. Yeah. Uh,
1: and then... But then, like, the crowd turned on, and it's like, bullshit, bullshit. And it's, it's... Which is one of the reasons why, like, LAX, they they did the swerve like a few days later on impact or LAX is just like, you're not taking the titles from us. We have a lawyer and it's just like, yeah. Okay. Well, you tried to burn the flag. So you need to leave the country.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was just such fucking gimmicky bullshit. And then Cornette having everybody in the ring, he's like,
2: management didn't like that. <laughs> yeah.
0: just, like it was, he say he had me for a second, but then it's like, Jim, shut the fuck up. Get out of there. Uh it was an alright promo, but it dragged too long. Yeah. And uh I mean
1: I'm giving the match a six. I mean the finish kinda of dragged it down a little the bit. The match
0: is a six two.
1: Six point two? Six two.
0: Eric? I gave you six point five. Eric's going six five.
1: hmm.
0: Alright? Yeah. Let's move on. Okay world title match we have uh james mitchell with abyss other way around we have abyss wrestling but he's got father james mitchell in his corner going against sting for the nwa world title and then they mentioned a couple minutes before the finish that you can lose the title by disqualification
1: yeah which they had never done before but So, it's like, basically, it's one of those things to where, like, they wanted to give Sting the moment because they had this stipulation of, you know, at Bound for Glory that if Sting didn't win the title, he was going to retire. Yeah, but he beat Jarrett, and he won the belt. Yeah, so, but he also did not want to be champion for too long because he was another one that believed that the younger talent should go over.
0: Well, if he really believed that, then he should have lost clean because this fucking sucked. To me, somebody got selfish. Oh. Somebody made a bad decision. This sucks. Well, you know who the committee was around this time, don't you? Who? All
1: right, your booking committee, Vince Russo. Yeah. All right, Jeff Jarrett, even though Jarrett was also kind of dealing with, you know, issues at the time, you know, at home. His wife had breast cancer. Or his his wife, Jill. Yeah. Uh, But Vince Russo, Jeff Jarrett, Dutch Mantel, Savi Dutch. Vega. Dutchy? Yep. Jim Cornette, Terry Taylor. That's not a bad committee, honestly. <laughs> You're making it sound like it's supposed to be shit. Scott Damore oh, well, and
0: Mike Tanay. Tanay was on the booking oh, okay. committee. Yeah. Uh Booking committees never work. But uh But
1: I'm... like when you have Russo as the head of the committee and it's just like they're they're basically they didn't I I really think what it was was they didn't want Sting to do the job.
0: That's stupid. Why? This is a clear – and I get it. If you want Sting to stay champion, have Sting stay the champion. But don't have him lose like this. Abyss is not that heel. He is not that – like, yes, James Mitchell's a bit squirmy, but Abyss is not the heel that fucking gets the belt in a bullshit way to where he doesn't deserve it. Abyss – They should have had this come out here, beat the shit out of Sting for five minutes, fucking destroy him, hit him with the finish, and then win the title. Quick. Fucking domination. And then you bring it back the next pay-per-view and you put him in a cage. And then you have a, a war between the two, but Abyss still wins. That's how you do this shit. You don't fucking, this dude's fucking six foot whatever, fucking 300 pounds, and you have Sting fucking thrown through a table, and that's illegal, so you DQ Sting, Sting's a crazy maniac, even though he's like 50 at this point, or 40 something, and fucking Abyss is laying in the table, oh, you're the champion, and he's like, ha ha, that's, that's what you do for the Miz. That's yeah. how you book a Miz title reign. That's how you book a fucking Chris Jericho title reign. That's how you book a, uh, like a swarmy heel. like a, If Austin Theory won the you. title, Christian, that's how you book one of those guys. That's not how you book a fucking monster. That's not how you book like a, a bitch, yeah. a mug, a Joe. That's not how those guys get booked. It doesn't work. It's stupid. You have them fucking dominate because that's what they're—they're they're, they're a beast, they're an animal, they're a fucking—you don't have an old dude fucking throw them through a table and then he gets fucked over and they, these guys are like nye-nye. You don't want to see a six foot three hundred pound dude go nye-nye. Yeah. nye It's fucking stupid. You agree, Sharon? I, know I you do, do agree. But it's fucking—it's bullshit. And they just had James like the camera wasn't even on a in the table much. It was on James Mitchell in the alleyway going fucking.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> he was just fucking. Sting. I told you, Sting. I told you, and it's just like it was so It was so bad. It was so bad. You don't do that for the Not for a beast like that. You can do it for a bigger guy, but not like an abyss. You have Abyss dominate and win the NWA World Title like a fucking badass, and then maybe Sting can fucking get it together in the cage or do an Extreme Rules thing, or. But having Sting just throw him through a barbed wire table—it was barbed wire, right? Yeah, and then oh, he's a crazy guy yeah. that's staying. Oh, he lost the belt. He didn't know the rules. Dumb. This is a too. Oh I'll, wow. I'll, <laughs> I hated it.
1: I'll agree with that just because of like how everything went down. You know
0: have. You have your own opinion. This is a show. Well, so day. my thing about it
1: is, first of all, they didn't mention, like you said, they didn't mention up until the very end that it you it was. DQ, which I think is stupid. Terrible
0: way. rule. Okay. Championship's advantage is a, should just be a thing. Yeah. There's no reason that the belt should fucking change hands by DQ. And by the way, when you're fighting outside the entire fucking
1: match, like the match, how long did the match go? The
0: match went 15.
1: Okay. I guarantee you about eight or nine minutes of that was outside.
0: Yeah, and count them the fuck yeah. out. That's my problem with it as well. It makes no sense on the rules. Because how are you going to have them lose the belt by DQ, but you're, we care about the rules now, Once but you're not going to count them out? This isn't a yeah. brawl. Like I agree, this thing should have been a brawl, and I'm glad that they're fighting on the outside. But with the match that you're presenting and the story you're giving me, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Count them out. Count them out, or or let them brawl and then let them throw each other through tables, and it's all allowed. You can't fucking do both. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree with you. You so, can't have it both ways. No, I mean I'm
1: gonna give it a three
0: because the fighting and the brawling wasn't bad. I'll agree with that. Like the when they were fighting on the outside, that's what they should have been doing. Yeah. But th- he should have thrown him through a table, a biscuit's up, and they throw each other through fifteen more tables. This should have been a brutal match if the- if you're gonna go that way. But a brutal match with no rules. The whole thing just made no fucking sense. That's why I have to. Should the- be
1: a monster ball match, then.
0: Yeah, do something crazy. Like it's just, it's like they're like, oh, it seems this match made me feel like. I came into the pay-per-view thinking, well, Angle and Joe is such a big deal. That's why they're the main event. But after this, I left going, oh, the world title match was booked, so shit. That's why Joe and ha- Angle had to be the main event. Because if these two were the main event, it's a stinker and everyone's going home pissed. You know what I mean? Yeah. This, this match could never be a main event because it doesn't, it doesn't make any fucking sense. And you don't, you don't want to go no. home on a DQ. You don't want to go home on this. Oh, God, no. So yeah, and I love both guys. Like staying in abyss are two of my favorites. They're fucking amazing, and I like Father James Mitchell as a heel uh, manager. But this was not it. Let's go to the main event, the dream match of the century. Uh, Eric, Eric, what did you think? uh, What did you think was the
1: second like best? You said it was a two match card.
2: I actually thought this was, besides all the uh, shit stuff that Daniel mentioned, I, I actually enjoyed the match, yes. besides the ending.
0: Well, so that's why that, I, I said it
2: was you nice. Know, no, 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 you're fine. That's your opinion. And 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 I respect it. So, no. but I actually give it a seven and a half. Besides the ending, I I enjoyed it. I I thought it
1: was a the, 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 the match attention we're in the middle of the show she
0: left you and I
2: understand what you're saying too it was booked poorly but other than that I, I did not enjoy the match
0: I agree the both guys and like I said none of my issue is with either gentleman it's the story yeah. around me but so I, yeah. I I agree with you with that I thought what what took place during the fifteen minutes was entertaining. Yeah. I enjoy I just everything yeah. around it just made me sour to it. But uh let's move I on. I understand now. that. All right. We got the main event, dream match of the century. Undefeated Samoa Joe, I believe a debuting Kurt Angle in the ring, right? Or did he already wrestle? Yeah. Uh he had one match against the Bits. Two won. He did. There you go. Uh Kurt and Joe Kurt, this is the match infamous for Kurt, and he taps Joe. Yeah, uh, ends the defeated undefeated streak by tapping. Now, when Eric said something about the Chris Saban match going longer, like I said, I thought this one could have been like twenty five minutes, twenty minutes. Yeah. Uh, the fact that it was thirteen was like, but a very impactful, intense fight between two guys. This isn't their best match, but it's a really good one. No. What, what's funny is. Uh, that
1: match... Alright, so, like, the spot where he threw Kurt, like, headfirst into the stats, and Kurt did that fucking front flip over. Yeah. Which actually busted Kurt open. Like, that was such a cool spot, and it was so physical. Because these two guys can have physical matches. And I loved it when the two of them would have matches. You know, their TNA rivalry is probably one of the best rivalries in TNA. You love it? Yeah.
2: Yep. I 100% agree with that.
0: I love it, too. Yeah. So,
1: <laughs> like, with these two guys, and again, yeah, like you said, they could have gone 25 minutes and still... Easily. But, you know, they told the story of, you know, Kurt's coming in, he wanted to that's one of the toughest guys in the company. By the way, it happened to be Joe.
0: Yeah, he's he's a tough motherfucker.
1: Yeah. And it was. I mean, I think the match was. Uh, it should have gone longer, but I'm saying it's an eight.
0: Yeah. Hey man, I'm with you. I give him an eight. I give him an pass. It should have been longer. I liked the finish a lot, though. It was very intense. It, this had a big fight feel to it. Yeah. Uh, I, you know how I love my matches with the big fight feel to it, especially in the main event. Like the, this eclipsed the world title match heavily. So I'll go. I'll even yeah. go an eight. I'll go eight five. I thought this was really good. Uh. Let's give our thoughts on the pay per view as a whole and get the hell out of here, and give a rating. I'll go first. Okay. Did you fart?
1: No. Okay. Not yet, anyway. I mean, I got one building. Uh,
0: I thought this card was interesting, and it showed a lot about what TNA was going through at the time. I think in the next couple of years, they get better and better and better. And, uh, there was a lot of filler on this one. And some of the big money matches that I, like, looked at this card and was like, ooh, this is going to be fucking awesome, really let me down. So, uh, as a yeah. whole, I'm gonna give this pay per view like a four point four out of ten. Uh, to me, it was nothing special, but it's worth Google or YouTube Kurt Angle and Joe and watch the match. Like if you want to see something on yes. this card, right? Yes. Uh, that, that's what I would do. Uh, watch that match. Maybe watch the tag team match if you want to, because the LAX and America's Most Wanted had some good exchanges in that. But. uh, Besides that, to me, this is a very skippable pay-per-view. Uh, yeah, not my favorite, but I—I I didn't hate it. I thought there was definitely a lot of potential on here. Some good, some good performances, but it's a one-match card. Go ahead, Eric.
2: I thought it was an all-right pay-per-view. It wasn't the best, you know, pay-per-view we did. I think is the third one we did, it was third or fourth, but it's oh. not the best one that we've. I, th- I think it's the fourth one, yeah. It's not the best one we've done. Obviously, the uh, main event was without, without the best match in the card. I enjoyed the uh, Saban and uh, Daniels. I like to see them, young Chris Daniels and young uh, Chris Saban go at it. It's, it brings back – it goes to show how good they really are. And even – even to this day, they're still good. Amazing that 17 years later, they're still still in the ring. i mean, not so much for Daniels, but Chris Saban back in Impact in CNA, So it's good in to see that. And yeah. then even Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe is still killing it um, right now, and he had the world title shot at the end of the month against MJF, which is which going to be a good match, I think. But It's it's amazing to see that you have Joe still going at it 17 years later when he was in the middle of his career in WWE. He was injury prone, and who who would have thought he would still be going at it um, at a high level right now? But overall, the pay per view, I give it a five out
1: of ten.
0: All right, Doug, take us home. All
1: right, so we have a pay per view. Coming off their, you know, what they call their Super Bowl show, which is Bound for Glory, you have Kurt Angle making his pay-per-view debut against Samojo, and it's one of those things where they really put a lot of stock in this match. They put so much stock in it that the rest of the match is fucking sucked. Yeah. You know, you could see the talent
0: Yeah. on mm-hmm. this
1: card, and they had a lot of it. It's just you know, some of the talent they just didn't show. I mean, I did enjoy the X Division match.
0: Me too.
1: Okay, but some of these matches would have been better had the finishes been executed better.
0: That's the thing. I don't want to shit on everything. Exactly. Daniels and Saban, the tag belt match and the main event, were all good. Yeah. So it was, you
1: know, just the execution on some of this stuff just didn't work. I agree. So. I mean, I'm going... I'm going to give
0: it a a five and a half. You're going five and a half?
1: Yeah. Okay. Because I do think it was a good effort. And remember, like, they thought they were going to be able to compete with WWE. WWE, even though, like, they may have started going downhill at that time. Although, I think ruthless aggression era was still kind of going strong pretty good. And you had guys to really carry the brand. You know, like an edge. Yeah, Randy Warren... Edge, Randy Orton, Triple H and Shawn Michaels were still doing pretty good stuff. Uh, You know, Cena, Batista, Undertaker, Kane, you know, Booker. Yep. A lot of those guys, you know, an up-and-comer by the name of Bobby Lashley. Like, Like you know, Benoit even was still Benoit. So... And the Horties, and the list goes on and on. So they were still head and shoulders better than, uh, head and shoulders above TNA, but TNA was still like, because TNA really wanted to compete with them, but it's just like, just get your audience first, Yep. and then, you know, you might be able to compete with them later. Don't rush to compete with them now.
0: They ended up rushing it, because they had too many homegrown guys that could have been really good, but... They ended up rushing it, which is the problem that AEW's having right now. They're, they're rushing,
2: rushing yep, it. I was
0: about to
1: and say that. They're, they tried their asses off. And there are some things to where, like, they do have some talent that is better than some WWE talent, 100%. And just like TNA had some talent that's better than WWE. But they're rushing the process. Yep. You have to let it play yep. out. Yep.
0: That's why you you're, you hit it on the head. Yeah, you hit it on the head. But the yep. mistake that AEW is doing is over programming too. I don't know if TNA uh, yeah. did that too much. Two shows a week is a lot though. For you guys. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, uh, AEW is on like three shows now. Yeah. With you?
0: Yeah, but that's yeah. YouTube. Right? No,
1: it's uh, Wednesday Dynamite, Rampage and Party
0: Rampage, Saturday Collision. Oh, shit, it is three. Yeah. So, there you go. Three shows for a young people. It, and all... you got the YouTube shit, right?
1: No, they canceled the YouTube shit okay. because uh, of Warner Brothers Discovery said, you're only on our networks. You're not doing anything else. Okay. But, like you said, like, they're oversaturating everything. Yeah, three is too much, man.
0: Because yeah. you
1: can't keep track of where everybody is or... Five hours of programming. That's a lot. Okay, TNA at least at this point, like they were, you know, they thought they could catch up, but they weren't doing enough. You know, WWE at that point, yeah, they had five hours of programming, but they had three separate rosters. Yeah, which was working. Yep. Okay, because and nobody, by the way, like back. That's back when they did the brand sprit, brand split correctly. And nobody goes on anybody else's fucking show. Yeah. Unless it's WrestleMania or unless we're doing a draft. Yeah. You stay on your own fucking show and that's it. Now, if like AEW did that, if they did a a brand split and they had like, you know, two or three different rosters or whatever, it would probably work because they have enough talent. Yeah. The problem is they're not necessarily doing that. I mean, they kind of are, but they're doing it unofficially, kind of. 100%. But in in TNA, it was, you know, you had one show. I mean, you had a lot of talent. So, like you said earlier, it was kind of hard to build a pay-per-view when certain guys were only doing like, you know, and were on every other week. Yeah. But that's all you could get with one hour. Because Explosion really wasn't doing much. You weren't necessarily advancing. You were only advancing the storylines once a week. So, but they were trying to rush things because oh. they thought they could compete with the company. I'm with you. Yeah. Oh, by the way, yeah. So I give it a five. Minute, I give it a <laughs> five and a half out of uh, out of ten.
0: All right. So I think we're all in the same. We, way. Forgot, to,
2: uh, I think we forgot to mention about the. They'll uh, warn that um, v, v, M, v, M, v, the VKM, the blue dog in Philly. Yeah, it,
1: I, I know what you're talking about, but by the time you finish this sentence, it'll be 10 o'clock.
2: Who's uh, <laughs> to kill what? I know, right?
1: <laughs> uh, Sorry. But still, he was the one doing it at the time. Uh, so, yes, VKM, the Voodoo Kin Mafia, they were trying to start like this war against, you know, Triple H and Vince Vince McMahon and Shawn, you know, DX because they're just like, you know, we were part of DX and all that. Yeah,
0: they were trying to mimic the Monday Night War bullshit.
1: Yeah. Which wasn't working because by the way, Road Dog and Billy were on drugs at the time. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> That's why it wasn't working?
1: According to Triple H, that was actually what was brought up in their uh, in the DX biography on uh, on A and E. Really? Yeah. Was Triple H in that
0: or no?
1: Yeah, tri- no, they were all in it. Oh. And uh, they were asked about Triple H, or Triple H was asked about them becoming a the Voodoo Kim Mafia and TNA. He's like, you guys, you know, those guys were on drugs, right?
0: <laughs> Is that what he said? Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs>
1: because
0: they, they were fucked up.
1: Yeah. So, like, we really didn't pay attention to that.
0: That's funny. Well, they seemed happy. Yeah. Uh, Let's get out of here, folks. Make sure to check out all our other shit. Stabcast on uh, Sunday. We got Unlimited tomorrow. We're doing some Big Brother shit. We're going to preview the Reindeer Games. And what are we doing next week, Doug? For this show? Yeah. Well, it's either going to be just you and me
1: or you, me, and Clint. So, we're going to do something not necessarily... A little different, but we're going to do something. We are going to w- watch something again, mm-hmm. but it's only going to be an hour. We're going to go back to uh 1989, January of 1989. And we're going to watch, I think it's the January 7th, 1989 edition of Saturday Night's Main Event. Okay. Warrior versus Honky Tonk yeah. Man for the Intercontinental title. Uh Hulk Hogan versus Akeem. Ron Bash and Brutus Beefcake in a haircut match. Uh, Mister uh, Mister Perfect versus Coco Beware, and the Red Rooster versus Terry Taylor. Or, no, the Red Rooster is Terry Taylor. The Red Rooster versus Tito Santana.
0: Hell yeah! Cool. So
1: it'll be a nice little hour watch, and it'll it'll breeze by. Sounds I mean, good. technically, we could wait till January to do it, but no, I couldn't think of now. anything else, so we're gonna. I like it. We're gonna do it next
0: week. I like it a lot. All right. I love you guys. Too. Be love you.
1: Bye.
0: We'll see everybody next week. And, well, except for Eric. Uh, except for Eric and Eric. Fuck you. <laughs> Bye. I didn't mean it. I love you a lot. We'll see everybody next week. Yeah, I know. Bye. 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 Bye.